0: Hello and welcome to Holly's Hotspurs, where I, your host, Holly Agenbar, will be talking all the latest news and gossip, along with a few heated opinions on the club we all love, Tottenham Hotspur. Now, you can watch this unfold live with me and my guests over on YouTube at my channel, Holly Agenbar. But for now, let's sit back and discuss what has been happening at Tottenham. Hopefully, we've been living lavish. Hello and welcome to another Holly's Hotspurs live Unfortunately, for the first time this season, I've got to talk about I lost. and one that um, was a bit punch, shall we say. It wasn't fabulous, was it? Um, but with me tonight, I've got some amazing guests. It's a channel first, as we've got a former Spurs player on the channel. Uh, Ra- uh, Raman? Raman? Raman Vega, how are you? <laughs> Holly,
1: hi. Very good, very good. Very glad to be on your channel for the first ever player, to be honest with you. Good, very good for you.
0: No, I, I really appreciate it. Thank you for, for agreeing to come on show. So it's just disappointing. We've got to talk of a bloody loss, isn't it? But there we go. It's always the way. Well, at
1: like... Spurs, I think you got used to it with that stuff, you know.
0: <laughs> that is very true. When you put it like that, I mean, I feel a bit better. Lisa, um, let,
1: let's not be too harsh. We had three games in a row. And we won, and we were at the top. Uh, you know. Uh, oh, the league and I think we enjoyed that for a while whilst the international games were going on you know I think the reality came back straight away with Crystal Palace you know but listen yeah. we also had a lot of injuries as well so it's not an excuse but at the same time listen we don't like to lose I definitely don't.
0: <laughs> I mean that's all of us I think that's uh and then we chose a team that decided to be up and down all the time it's always the way isn't it but um, no thank you so much for joining us tonight we also have Forms. Forms how are you on this fine Monday evening?
2: well could be better could be talking about a win but no i'm all good i'm uh, i'm buzzing to be here thanks for having me back
0: right cheers for, for joining again and we also have finley finley how are you this evening
3: um yeah i'm all good still not over saturday to be honest with you but um at least we get to go for it in some detail but yeah nice to be back on the channel Cheer up, finley. <laughs> the on. listen
1: the sonya game it's not like uh you know come on i know we went over the weekend to the church, we lost a little bit, but that's not happening again now. Hopefully not.
2: You know. Listen, you're you're one of the very few human beings that can say they won a trophy with
1: Tottenham Hotspur in the last thirty years. <laughs> yeah. So you know, you know what that's yeah, exactly. like. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm happy about it, or embarrassing about it. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, <laughs> Fair enough. Dear. No, listen, I'm definitely definitely not that proud. To, you know, one something Tottenham Hotspur it's not there. Uh, uh every year equation let's call it that be honest here you know and um yeah. and still today we're talking about it so i'm definitely very very proud and um, i can look at my medal every day that's the beauty nice. about it <laughs> nice.
2: nothing I else really counts
1: cool. you can you can say good bad i don't really care i just show you the medal that's the most important part it well, you, with, it. Like, <laughs> you know that's it so, you okay. oh, god. Go I was on, just going go to
0: say. On. I mean, sports analysis in the uh, in the chat said, "Are you ready to start against Chelsea for <laughs> us?"
1: It's <laughs> me. <Get this laughs> Let me pump a little bit. <laughs> Hold me up. <laughs> we, could, we could do with you <laughs> at the back,
3: five, actually. Yeah. Five
1: minutes, maybe, maximum, and I have to go <laughs> back to the bench, to be honest you, or maybe understand, to be honest. Uh, from fitness point of view, not even a chance, to be honest here. you. The speed and the fitness you need to be today at the Premier League, I think uh, that's maybe 20, 30 years. <laughs> to go but not today to be honest to you uh, I'm happy even to clean the, the boots that definitely just to be the having the atmosphere there no. to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, and cheer them up the team you know but uh no definitely not ready for that love to but not ready
0: not ready, But no, let's let's go uh, crack on with this. I mean, obviously, there was a lot of changes, like you said, uh, Ramon, obviously, with the uh, injuries and the international break. Um, but we saw with this geezer behind me that um, I feel like is bringing bad juju at the moment with Harry Winks because obviously he slipped in um, and we didn't have really a creative midfielder. Now, Ramon, I'll come to you first. What's your kind of takes on Harry Winks? Do you feel that Nuno may, maybe made a bit of an error playing or starting Harry Winks? Or do you think maybe it was the only best option to go for against Palace? I think
1: for Nuno's point of view, the options were very limited, you know, and I think because, well, I'm not in the training session every day. I don't see that kind of attitude and, and the fitness level. Some of the players are, he has for the weekend, you know, so I'm assuming knowing Nuno, how it works himself with the assistant coach, they're really looking into the whole data, how the players are actually, the fitness point of view the mental point of view if they're ready to go into such a game as, as such you know so i think he selected through that data he's been received during the week you know with again with a very limited kind of options to to play so i think from Nunez's point of view wings was definitely the option at the time was it the right maybe potentially not or maybe wings was the equation too too big for him because the responsibility suddenly is very huge because a big players are, you know, Song and so on, were not there, you know, were pretty much carrying quite a lot on their shoulders at Tottenham, you know. But at the same time, it's a very good experience because these are the games where you grow as a player, especially if wings. this these these are the games where even as a negative kind of, uh, uh, let's call it, uh, game in terms of losing, I think it's also very, very, very good positive in terms of you learning from such negative uh, games as well, you know.
2: I think it's yeah. past the point of learning for Winks, though. Like we see, <laughs> no, but I, I, I used to love Harry Winks. He used to be one of those sentimental players for me that you look at, you go, you dreamed of playing for Spurs. You're playing for Spurs. I love it. Let's have it. The passion is unreal. But he does the same things time and time again. There's no, there's no creativity. There's, there's minimal vision, and the passes are slow and sideways and backwards. And it's, and, and, and Harry Winks will slot in when we don't have many other options and we'll either take a defeat or we'll play not very well or he'll come off early and and you can say he'll learn from it. I don't think he's the type of player now that can learn from those types of things that he's doing because he does it again and again and again.
1: Uh, uh, yes, I I'm maybe right with you if he's doing it again and again, but at the same time, it's a consolation when you're playing in a team where it's quite a lot of injuries there. Don't forget, international games uh, were also disrupting, by the three South American guys not coming, where mm-hmm. I will come back to that in a minute as well. I think they're kind of disgraceful from players' point of view federations, how they treated Tottenham Hotspurs as a club, point of view as well. They're not having the, them available for the weekend, but they're quite important. Um, some of them also paid quite a lot of money this, this summer as well, you know, not to have them. I think it's also kind of a question mark to be, to, 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 look into, but coming back to things, I think the progressive side point of view, I agree with you. I have not seen him progressive progress at this time, or at the point where he actually could actually put a point to, to the game and say, listen, that's me. That's my design. That's my kind of signature. It has not, he's not progressing that point of view. So that kind Mm -hmm. of thing, it's potentially a question mark over him self personally but these games are also in the same time he has to question himself is he ready to progress or not fair Mm. enough
0: it is very interesting i mean that's the thing i think Mm. towards the end of the first half it kind of went very flat and i was thinking to myself no no you've got you've got to try something different now and i think finney that's just kind of something you're all screaming out for I, i don't think it takes a tactician to realize okay we're a bit flat now we need to mix it up, maybe put a creative player on, maybe put the lights of Gil on. So i come to you, Fanny. Do you think maybe at half time Nuno maybe should have mixed it up if it wasn't necessarily progressing the way the game should have?
3: No, oh, I, de- I definitely think so. I think I said when the um I remember saying when the team come out as well, um, maybe, you know, going back to the whole winks thing, maybe drop Deli a little bit deeper, because you know he can play there and maybe put uh Brian Hill in the front, front three as well, alongside Kane and Lucas. You know, maybe that could have been a different option. But I think you you're pretty much spot on, like. At half time it was. I don't think we had a. Correct me if I am wrong. I don't think we had a shot in the first half. I could be wrong, uh, but uh, I don't remember one anyway. But um, it just felt like the whole. We were just kind of coasting. We were just kind of letting you know, letting Palace have the ball. Letting you know, we talk about winks, and all you have to look at is Conor Gallagher in that game. You know, for me, he was he was unreal. He's probably man of the match. To be fair, I think he got it, mm-hmm. but he was he was incredible. Like he was, you know, dictating the play. Always wanted to make things happen, and you know when. You just even if you go back three years, that's what Winksy used to do for us when he first broke through into the team like form said. You know, everyone remembers that game against Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. And it's just not been there. It's just not been there since then. But I think you're, you know, pretty much spot on. I think an Undombole or a uh, Brian Hill would have certainly changed the game at um half time. Um but then again, I'm sure we'll get into it, but then the red card twenty minutes after the second half started just changes it again completely and we're back to square one again.
0: Mm. Uh, and it is good you've mentioned that because that was the thing. I think obviously losing Dyer in those those uh, opening minutes in the first half kind of really set the pace of what the game was going to be like. Um, mm. So Forms, I come to you, obviously, with everything that happened with Eric Dyer, I think that was a major blow because he has been playing quite well. And we'll yeah. obviously, obviously get onto Sanchez and everything, which uh, Ramon's already mentioned. But do you think maybe losing Dyer that early on kind of unsettled the, uh, the back line as well before everything else for that sure. happened afterwards?
2: For sure. I mean, look, I was at the game and when I say it was, it was probably the worst away day I've ever had in my life just because of first of all, I live in Hertfordshire. So first of all, the journey, second of all, the actual, the result and third of all, the journey back. So it was, it wasn't great, but, uh, but being there, it gives you this, this, you get to see things that cameras don't necessarily pick up. And dire in that first 15 minutes playing next to Tanganga, who obviously we'll talk about in a sec. Um, Dyer has this, because he's he's one of the vets at Spurs now, he's got this influential role when it comes to younger players, especially younger defenders like Tanganga, like your Rodons. So if you're, because he's got, he's kind of got to fill that role that Vertonghen and Toby had, because they were the senior ones and, and whoever they were playing next to, they'd sort of keep them, keep them going, keep them motivated. Um And Dyer really had that effect on Tanganga in the first half. Dyer played really well. Obviously he went off. And, and Tanganga sort of continued to play how he was playing through the rest of the first half. I thought Tanganga had a fantastic first half. When Roden came on, because they're both relatively inexperienced compared to someone like Dyer, they didn't have that leader on the back line. Obviously, you've got Regulon, who's still fairly new to the squad. You've got Emerson, who was his debut. There was no leader in that back line to sort of control things. And that's when things started to spiral. Like you could see, even when the ball was... was uh, we were on the attack and the ball was well away from us. You could see Dyer sort of talking to his back line and and, and just being that vocal presence that we needed. The moment he went yeah. off, you could feel that go, just disappear. And and that was true. And I rate Rodon, I rate Tanganga, but together for the first time, I think it was, there was no, like I say, there was no leader, no influential role. And that's when it just went whew.
0: I mean, yeah, that is spot on. And I come to you, Ramon, I mean, obviously playing in a in back line before, like, do you think that's kind of a sentiment? Do you think after Dier went, that was kind of it? It was a bit like, okay, we've got no senior players, so to speak, they've played in that role. We've got two youngins now, we've got to try and rely on. And like Form said, Tanganga did play brilliantly well in the first half. He just kind of lost his head with that Zaha incident.
1: I think that, the, well, that was and I think there was a learning process for him as well to really be, to try to be cool about it and not really be wound up uh, uh, because as a player, I can understand you've got all the, the aggressivity and you want to be showing uh, everybody you'll be part of that, but you also can lose your, your hat very, very quick, you know. Suddenly, when such small little kind of things happen will happen to him, you know. I think that's something also to learn from him for the future. That's without no doubt. The other part I actually see within the whole group, I think the leadership side point of view, has missed quite a lot in that, in that team on, on Saturday um irrelevant now some of the players potential like died well, of course without that is responsible in a way as a leader to be because it's more more experience of more, other ones as well but the youngsters are now young enough as well to take that responsibility on because you're playing in the Premier League you're not playing now mm. uh in the under 18 19 21 you are at the Premier League you have to show your men enough to take responsibility however you age this you know even you're 18 19 20. you won you in the first team you're a man and take the responsibility mm-hmm. uh will happen you know so that part has missed uh on that side of the eye. Uh, even a die went out uh, uh, there was this is coming back to Vince as well links could be this is the kind of role for him he could take into it you know that mentality that okay wow all the, all the people I die or left what's what's happening now I want to have that character the passion where they're taking responsibility even they risk something I don't care they're losing the ball because they risk something about it but at least they went for it they're not just passing left right backwards and just yeah. kind of that safety net uh, passing where you just don't want to lose the ball or you don't want to make mistakes I prefer somebody's more aggressive makes a little bit more mistakes but that second or third pass suddenly is more determined and actually more productive in the game. That part has missed within the players uh, on on the pitch. Relevant of the age, are just that leadership and, and aggressivity has uh, really, really missed. That's something I, I, I missed man- much, massively.
0: Mm, and it is good you mentioned that because obviously Crystal Palace came far and out of the box. I thought they were kebabbing literally everyone in the first half. You kind of sit there and think, hang on a minute, John Moss. What are you looking at, mate? Um but it is true. They kind of, they seemed they wanted it a bit more than us at the weekend. And it is true you say that. I think a lot of players need to have that bit more aggressive nature within them. So, Finney, obviously saying that, I mean, we've talked about um, some negatives, but I just want to pick on obviously Emerson. It's the first time we've seen him play in that right back role. Do you think um, that he's going to develop into a great right back that we've kind of, I feel, missed for quite a long time with the likes of Sergio and, and Doherty? Do you think that? This could be the real turning point for Emerson, or do you think there's um, some worrying points to maybe think about him from his play against Palace?
3: Um, it's, it's a bit of a hard one to judge, to be fair. Sorry, Ramon. Um, it's a bit of a hard one to judge, to be fair, because you'd chuck any new right back in who's coming into a new league, you know, new environment against. Zaha who's notorious for rinsing right backs, you know, week <laughs> in week out. And you know, it's gonna be pretty hard to judge anybody. Um, and then especially when he has to go into a defense that's reshaped because they're going down to ten men. Um it, it, oh, I think for me, I'm gonna be intrigued to see what happens against if he plays against Wrens and he plays against Chelsea. Um, because he'll then have obviously a cop maybe a different um defensive partner, maybe a different whole defence next to him. Um, but he just, he did seem to be, there was a couple of occasions where it's, it kind of all goes back to Winks and especially the midfield, to be fair, where he was just, he was bombing on down the right. And you could just see he was in oceans of space completely. I mean, yeah. forms, you probably saw it more because you was there, mm-hmm. but you know, on TV, you can kind of see him just like going, like, I'm here, I want the ball and I'll just get on down the wing. Yeah. But the ball just wouldn't go out to him. And I think if you, if you play in the right way that gets the ball out to him and goes, do you know what, right? He'll get on, and then you get Kane into the box. You get Daly making late runs into the box. Then maybe you can become that, um, you know, that attacking right back. And the, like you say, we've certainly missed since Walker, and we thought we had with and Doherty, but they've just been the complete opposite. Mm.
0: But that, that is interesting. Like you say, I, th- I think. We're all kind of hopeful that Emerson is going to gonna push on and be that that right-back we've kind of missed for a long time. But like you said, I just don't think we managed to get ourselves out of the box. And like you said, he did kind of keep Zaha quiet. It was just the fact, obviously, what happened with uh, Tanganga losing his head and going down to 10 men. Um, but as well as that, obviously, Ramon, I'm going to come to you on this one because I, I kind of know your kind of thoughts on Harry Kane. There was He was kind of non-existent against Palace. And I, I don't really know why in a kind of sense. So I'll come to you. Ramon, what are your thoughts on, obviously, Harry Kane's performance uh, against Palace?
1: <laughs> Good question. <laughs> as I <used> to say, <laughs> I, I didn't see him, you know, so uh, I thought he was not playing. I was always on the bench, to be honest with uh, you, from, from, from probably but at the same time, you know, you can't really... Uh, um, place like that, where been talked quite a lot over the summer, as we know, everybody, and the level we all talk is the world class I think these are the games you show the leadership to be class, yeah. uh, to be honest uh, irrelevant of mm. injuries relevant of young players this is what I was saying before I was missing that and a player like that status has been giving as well okay uh, I will expect a little bit more I know it's coming from an international games. It's always tiring. I know that from personal experience, when you're coming back for, for the games from Switzerland, it's a completely different environment. You're it's, it's, it's you traveled a lot as well, all of that. But that's winner mentality. If you see it, Ronaldo on the weekend mm. at his age, I'm sorry, it's a different class. Yeah. And, mm. and that's what makes a world-class player to a very good player in terms of the difference when you have a team where even you are the only one is all holding on your shoulders and you make that difference and that's what I was missing a little bit on, on the Saturday irrelevant of the injuries you know um but again you can't really blame each of game of course maybe the supply of balls was limited as we already re- realized that before but again we we if we're a world-class player you have to have that even in 90 minutes that small little five minutes action will make just a difference. That's it. And I mm. was more, I was expecting that and I was missing that. And that didn't happen from a play like that. I was expecting much more. Let's let's be honest.
0: No, and I think most of us, well, all of us, I think can agree to to an extent because sometimes I see him play out wide, like, mate what are you doing come inside you're that central striker we need that obviously where we didn't have Sonny maybe if we had Sonny but again we can't use those excuses a player like Harry Kane you think he would have turned on the gas when it really mattered so forms that come to you I mean it's kind of hindsight would be a lovely thing if I was to say oh Son was playing as well but do you think maybe Kane also now relies on Son as much as he kind of does himself because again Sonny wasn't there he went kind of unnoticed like Ramon said he (laughs) we didn't even realize he was playing sometimes
2: yeah I think look you've you've only got the last two seasons to look at to see how much Kane has relied on Son with the amount of assists and 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 the positions that Son has allowed Kane to get into and vice versa because they've got such a good footballing understanding with each other that the chemistry is is there and and you could close your eyes and you could know where the other one is on the pitch. I think that they they work so well together. Uh, I I wouldn't I wouldn't go as far as to say that Kane sort of lost without Son. I just, I feel like Son gives Kane that level of comfort on the pitch to to be able to do more things or do less things. Because when Son isn't playing, all eyes are on Kane. When Son's playing, all eyes are on both of them. So, and I understand Look, Ramon, you were saying, you were saying that, that even in games like this and times like this, uh, it doesn't matter who's playing. If you are a world-class player, you step up. And I agree. And, and we really didn't see the world-class side of Kane on Saturday and it was really annoying and actually I, I mean I'd love to get your guys opinions on this but do you think the whole the thing that happened over the summer in the transfer window with Kane wanting to leave or trying to push for a move to City do you think that's had an effect on his relationship with the players in the dressing room because if so then that kind of explains why he might not be getting as much delivery as as, as he has in previous seasons
3: I'd, I'd definitely say I mean,
2: so
1: hmm. i sorry um, Holly um. Well, I won't go as far as that. Um, if it was as bad as that, in terms of the dressing room, that you actually very male-eased In terms of the pitch, you're not really providing balls to your mate. Yeah, I think that, I mm. think uh, I won't go as far as that. Listen, I played for a long time. Mm. Even I hate potential player in the dressing room, but when I'm on the pitch, he's my teammate true uh, go on who up, did you <laughs> give, give us the exclusive to, to go who, as who, far as the kind of <laughs> kindergarten style <laughs> schoolyard kind of revenge Oh, well, I hate you I'm not going to play the ball nah, that, that, listen guys no way well fine, if I wasn't addressing I will not accept it I will just take the guy with the corner and say listen you don't play man or, or go to the school again you know uh yeah. no i don't think that that's that's the the the, the issue in that side Is there's no doubt that the disrespect side point of view has left something some traces behind let's be honest mm-hmm. about it you know the whole saga was uh, absolutely unacceptable uh, and uh, i said many times in i stay with that and and the respect point of view was gone at that point uh, many that stay because they love him, that's great, that's their opinion, but I have my opinion about it as well as a from men's point of view, and from his player's point of view, in the dressing room, you know. That definitely has definitely give some to so left some phrases behind. But the players are professional enough as well that that when you go on Saturday out, you're playing for the club and you're not playing for Harry Kane. And Harry Kane sure. is not the club. Tottenham Hops is always bigger than Harry Kane. And I think this is this is one thing where Harry Kane has to now realize, yes, I put my hands up. He made the mistake, whatever happens and in the summer, he just has to show on the pitch now that he actually really means to play for Tottenham and win something. And from my point of view, my respect will only come if he wins something for Tottenham, He can score two on the I don't really care.
2: Interesting.
1: But if he wins a trophy. Ramon Vegas, the first time, first to shake his hand and respect him again. Until then, I don't want to talk about anything about goals and world class and everything else. It's 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 very crucial because that's the legacy a club leaves. Look at me, we I'm talking twenty-five years later. I'm here mm. with you talking about a trophy. It's embarrassing to say, to be honest with you, because we're only yeah. 25 years later, we're talking about a trophy, second trophy between. We're done. But if he leaves something with a trophy then he has both combination score goals and won something with the club where actually hardly never win the trophy but still won something with them that will keep for life and that's mm. more important than anything any money he will get to manchester City or anywhere else that will keep him alive forever and that's what i will take heads up when he's doing that and he will get my respect back until then yeah he's just another spurs player I get that. I do get that. And going back to world-class, for me, Son is the world-class player. Let's let's go to the point. He is. Yeah. You can see again and again how much that player was missing on that Saturday on the pitch. This guy is a machine. He's a goal score scorer. He's, a, he's serving the players, serving the club. He's, he's just the all the proper world-class player. And from my point of view, for years I've been saying that I don't know why they underestimated that play so much, but for me he's definitely that, that one of the best players now in that position. There's no no doubt. And you can see, he makes a difference with Kane does, or without Kane. Like with Kane or without Kane. Man City, mm-hmm. just to give you a it's Man City, not Crystal Palace, without disrespecting Crystal Palace, you know, but <laughs> it's Man City. Uh, he is the one stand up. Um, but he, that's for me one of the at the moment at Spurs, the world class player.
0: Yeah, mm. I agree. And today, yeah, today, like it's six years, isn't it? He's been at the club, and um, you, I watched his uh video just before coming on, actually, of his like time at the club, and you can see he loves it there, and he gives his all to the club, and you just wish that obviously all this crap that's had, happened with Harry Kane, you just hope that this has opened his eyes a little bit, and actually, if he wants to uh, win some trophies, it's not going to be that mega bucks move. It's going to be right here, right now you put your all into it. And like you said, now that Son's there as well, regardless whether Harry Kane's on the pitch or not, Son's the man that's going to do it. So why not they keep grinding together and hopefully get these these trophies over the line? Because like you said, that's a partnership. I know obviously Sonny is maybe the more the world-class player, but that partnership together, you'd like to think that they are going to do something. And I think if they don't do something at this club with them together, I think it's going to be a major waste in that kind of sense, because For sure. that's the thing. We need to, mm. you need to actually push on and start... I mean, competing for trophies, that's that's the one thing. Um, but obviously, like we said, I think so, uh, Saturday was just an absolute mess of all different types of things, obviously losing Dyer, the whole Tanganga business. Um, but I think it's the way we come back from this. Obviously, we've spoken about the players that we missed. Um, I know you wanted to touch quickly, uh, Ramon, on obviously the whole debacle of the um, international FA about Sanchez and um, that lot not being able to come back to Tottenham. So... I'll get your takes on that quickly, because obviously you mentioned it. So what, what's your kind of like takes on the whole way that uh, Tottenham have kind of been treated with the whole kind of player-wise? You asking me? Yeah, sorry.
1: <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's just got a little bit of storm. I didn't hear the, uh, the question again. Sorry again.
0: So obviously, you spoke earlier about how um, the international players have been treated. Obviously, not being able to come back in time for games, and obviously, there was that whole thing with Lo Celso and Romero. So, what's your kind of like outlook on it? Are you are you more towards the players kind of leaning, or can you see where the international uh, uh, well, organizations
1: think, have kind of gone with it? I think I think that this is a two-way kind of responsibility. You know, there's the player. Where the majority of these games are playing Tottenham Hotspur paid. 90 plus percent they call it and i also respect to be an international player you play for your country as i played um, but at the same time not turning back because potentially your own resp- responsibility as a player that you have to actually stay back in brazil or in argentina because you're i don't know whatever happened that time then you you have to take responsibility as a player that you have to be blamed as well and I think in this case, I, I, I think these three players somehow some, a little bit, really respected as well the club. Yes, the international games are important. I understand that. But at the same time, the club is the one who pays also the, the majority of wages in your life, you know. So come back as soon as possible and give a hand, especially now when so many injuries were there. These guys were needed be honest you this mm-hmm. is why these guys came into this club this summer you know because they are needed to replacement they needed some reinforcement into it and then suddenly in important games like that they're suddenly not there and that's that's uh, a little bit disappointing from the place point of view that they're not done more to be there on the weekend
0: mm. and that's, yeah that is
1: that's my yeah. taking on the other side I think that the whole federations and, and, and the FIFA, in this case, um, are, has not handled this either well. Uh, mm. I think uh, it was a disaster, to be honest with you. It was already for, before the, the whole World Cup qualification started. was major issues all around. Um, so it was not a clear message or communication with all the federations around the globe. And in this case, it was obviously Argentina, Brazil, a very important game. And knowing what what's happening in Brazil with COVID-19 and everything else, you need to make sure the communication and the displays are protected in all angles, but also the clubs are protected, these players, you know, and that is not being handled very well. And I think this is also applying to, in case FIFA federations, both of them.
0: Mm. And it is, I think, like you said, it's a two-way thing, and I think communication is the key thing. And it's again kind of slipping through the net. You'd hope in a world pandemic they'd be organised, but uh, seems like they haven't been. And once again, it, it seems that both parties have kind of fallen short. Because it's true, every player wants to play for their for their international team, but there comes a time where you have to actually sit down and be like, oh, hang on a minute, I think my club uh, is probably a little bit more important at the moment. When I've just come into this club and I need to try and make my mark, and then you're swanning yeah. off. To these international games. I don't know what any of you other guys take. Uh Forms, do you wanna maybe have a spin at what you kinda think?
2: I mean, it was just I mean, Aston Villa didn't help. It really didn't help. Because what would like I feel like in the last minute they went, wasn't it all Premier League teams decided to to unify and say, Okay, we're not gonna let our players go, and then the last second Aston Villa went, Yeah, go on then, you can do it. And because the two Argentines from from Villa were going, I reckon they probably convinced the Celso, who then convinced Romero, to go. I just... I'm more... I don't even know. I just... It was just one big confusing mess that I still don't really get my head around. And as soon as the players are back from from Croatia or wherever the hell they're training, I think it's all going to be absolutely fine and they'll be back into the squad and whatever. I think it, it was one of those things that nobody... I just, I, I, everyone's going to have their own opinion on it. And I just, I don't really know what to say on that. I am annoyed at Romero though. It's you already, you're right. It's like, I've, I've just signed for all this money to this club. There's a huge, there's a huge, a huge amount of pressure on me. Um, and they've told me to do something a month after I've signed and I'm going to completely disobey that and make them find me within my first four weeks of being here. It's a little bit like it leaves a bit of a sour taste. um, so I don't really know. I don't know. I just, I want it to all to go back to normal
1: and for us to be top of the league again, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a form. it's the top of the league. It's not so straightforward, mate. We've got the three games. We've done it. But that's the beginning oh, of the season. It's a long, long, long season, mate. Listen, I know. we are Spurs fans, you know? So <laughs> we know how to suffer, you know? so, <laughs> so I think my masters people. at that. Let's, yeah, we're <laughs> definitely the mark. We are the master, we're a premier, <laughs> that's for certain. You know, we've got a trophy there. <laughs> <laughs> I like oh, yeah. you said that as well. So, the only uh, trophy so that
0: I've got be, on the list,
1: I think, guys, we need to keep the positivity side still there. You know, listen, we're coming from back from an, um, a huge pandemic crisis the last 18 months, not just in the football, of course. Football kind of takes away the pain from normal normal people actually struggling on day-to-day basis on having lost their jobs uh, you know the reality check really the day-to-day you know the football players are they don't see that too much I see it but they're in a little bubble in the same time you know and the football clubs keeps away that kind of feeling that's not happening that pain but I know for lots of friends mm-hmm. of mine were really struggled the whole uh, 18 months, you know, even businesses uh, uh, completely died and everything else. So I feel sorry much for them than anything for players that they get the wages, yeah. They play the hobby. But for me, that was a hobby on a weekend. And, um, but the guys will, will have Monday to Friday to make sure that, uh, you have a lovely weekend, it's struggling to go past and that's, that's the reality. So coming back into buying plays for Spurs. I find that actually this transfer window rude. It was rude. Mm-hmm. So much money to spend, and yeah. so much on, on so much a play. Hundred million in Man City. People, some struggle even past the week, and then I just spend hundred million quid on the worst. I would say I think for for years the worst economic crisis, pandemic. Everybody struggled. Government struggles, and then people just spending hundred million quid that's for me absolutely out of order rude i never thought of it like that i've honestly yeah i know fans fans, that want to buy let's get by club yes great fantastic but i look at from the reality checkpoint if you're where we are you know everybody knows. some are in a very good position potentially good luck to them and happy for them the majority i'm telling them now they're not in a, in a great position and group football is very entertaining and it's happy and that that's the good thing about it, you know, but in the same time, let's not be foolish that uh, we have also issue uh, in the real world and spending hundred million quid plus on players. That's just for me out of order and, and rude, to be honest. Here. Disrespect mm-hmm. to the normal person who we'll actually go to the stadium because it's a people's game. Every single person goes to the stadium, they no, have a job or haven't got a job. For them, for, 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 Saturday is the kind of Mm. To to get out of the system of maybe that frustration during the week because you didn't get a job or you didn't or you lost the job either way you know, and and on Saturday you got that football experience you know and that, and that's the beauty that's our responsibility as a player as well and as a club to give that fun back to 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 these fans you know so yeah I just wanted to give you that opinion about transfers and fees that I find absolutely rude this transfer period if another years when everything is rosy. I don't really care, but this summer I think most of Premier League should agree that there is a minimum or maximum spending and really just focusing on, on taking care of the fans during this year, even discounting the season tickets, all of that. Mm. Because listen, let's be honest, it's expensive to go to the stadium. Indeed. So mm-hmm. and, and 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 spending hundred million on players but not taking care of the fans. Were potentially more loyal, let's mm. be honest. So, but I want to just give you that kind of. I don't want to go down with a show, <laughs> but I want to <laughs> give you the reality check of. That's my opinion about, uh, 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 if this summer transfer period. So, if Tottenham didn't do as much as we thought was that expect, but uh, in the same time. Uh, we have to look at, uh, in the long term, that the Tottenham is rebuilding again. Listen, we didn't have done any transfer for a long, long time, you know, until the Champions League final with Pochettino three, three years before. There were only youngsters coming through on no, hardly no transfers, you know, for three years. So can you imagine? We are nearly three to four years behind on mm. taking players on. it's uh, not going to do in 30 days or 60 days transfer period. No. no chance you can go Fabrizio you can go to can, no Jesus come down nothing nothing will happen in 30 60 days I'm telling you that now so I think you need to give time as well to to rebuild and we've done some good players coming into it we have kept some quality players as well and let's uh, keep going the way it is
0: yeah, exactly. Like, and I, I am really uh, proud that you've come up with that as well because obviously, <laughs> as you can tell by the poster behind me, I'm not uh, too happy with the, uh, the old egg, as I like to call him, Daniel Levy. Um, and it is true because it is expensive. I mean, I'm going to my first game and like since the uh, whole COVID things broke out, and I'm going to the Chelsea game, and even that's expensive. And you're thinking to yourself, I haven't watched football for so long at the stadium. And I've got to pay X amount of money to to go watch it. And I know that's obviously the way that uh, the economy's going, but still it, it is a bit of a cheek when you haven't watched your team play at the stadium for so long and you're paying all this money. I think the only thing I'm happy with about this transfer window is that we've obviously got a director of football that looks like he knows what he's doing because he's actually invested in something that can actually sit back and be like, okay, there's some actual potential here this time rather than throwing some hundred quid at some people that I'm thinking to myself. I don't think you quite cut it in the Premier League, but there's some substantial there. So, Finley, i will come to you, obviously, with the last kind of comment on transfer window. What's your kind of thoughts? Are you pleased with the people we've we've got? I mean, we've already mentioned Hill this, e- this evening already. Um, are you impressed with the dealings we've done this summer?
3: I am, to be fair. I think like you said, I think for the first time in a good couple of seasons for me, it seems like there's kind of a clear direction because... You know, like Ramon alluded to, you know, other teams, you know, City and Chelsea going out and spending X amount of money on certain players. Let's, you know, I don't want to be all doom and gloom, or whatever, but I don't think we're gonna win anything anytime soon. Um, so I think this build, whole building for the future thing, you know, Galini, Hill, Romero, um, players like that. Um, you know, Sesign coming back off his off his loan spell. I mean, he seems to be made of glass, but at least he's still back. Um Just sort of something like building, just building for the future, really. And I mean, it's what we did um, under Poch, and that works so well. Um, You know, you see people arguing whether this manager is the right manager already. I mean, that's, you know, that to me is ludicrous, arguing about it over four games. But that's some people, I suppose. But I think, you know, I think this window for me has been a pretty good one because, like you say, I think there's just a clear outline at the club. There's a clear, you know, vision of where, where certainly Paratici wants to take the club. Yeah. Um, you know, if that I, that might not be matched by the powers that be and whoever else. But I, I just, I think for me, it's been slightly more encouraging than say last year's uh, transfer window, for example, because I know we signed Doherty and whatever, but there was not really, no, no really planned for the way I saw it. And obviously that all got torn up when, when Jose got the chop. But I think Paratici was, Paratici was probably one of the best decisions and best signings effectively we could have made because he's just looks like to have come in and just gone, okay, this is the direction I want to take the club. This is the manager I want to get. These are the players I want to get. And he seems to have got the majority of, you know, the targets he had out in the first place. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Forbes, I don't know whether you want to add anything to that, if you've got any
2: other ideas. I, was, I feel exactly the same. It was it was like we were screaming out for a, a class centre-half or an apparent class centre-half we bought one. We were screaming out for a new right-back. We got one. We needed a, a, a more attacking player. Why not bring in someone like Brian Hill? He's young, he's got potential. Spain raves about him. So I, I think I think, yeah, we we had a direction and we signed we signed players in the right positions. And I think we've got we've got relative depth. Obviously now I know that the with the the Sanchez and Romero being out of the country, and we've got Dia who's potentially injured for the Chelsea game, and no Tanganga because of the red card. So the, the depth is is looking quite thin <laughs> in defence. But the point I'm making is 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 we've we've got relative depth now, which is quite nice to see. Like if if we don't have Brian Hill, then we got Mora. If we don't have Mora, we got Bergwijn on the right. And and when was the last time we had that many options on the right? Like it's it's nice to see that we have options. Um, and it's it's nice to see that that um. Paratici sort of come in and gone okay this is the direction we need to go these these are the positions we need to sign they don't have to be world-class we don't have the world's biggest budget but let's let's make a start and see what we can do and I think he's done well.
0: Hmm. I think so too and that's the thing like obviously being an, an out you kind of want things to be progressing I know they're never going to leave because it's Tottenham they're, they're making enough money as we so to speak but he just wants to see some progression. And I think getting Don Fabio, as we all like to call him, in, I think actually shows some intent for once. And I think we've missed that for a long time. So that kind of sense, I'm a bit like, all right, mate, Livy, you can have your job for a bit longer. But um, that being <laughs> said, uh, Ramon, we obviously have the Conference League coming up. Um, and we kind of don't want to struggle what happened in the first leg against Paco Di Ferreira. So... Yeah. What are your kind of thoughts for that game? Do you think Nuno is going to try and um, go all guns blazing, get the job done first and then relax on the second game? Or do you think it's going to be more of balancing the squad because of that game against Chelsea at the weekend?
1: Well, first of all, it's a different situation now with the injuries coming up. So the selection are more complex. And, but at the same time, I think this uh, European conference is very important to take it very seriously. You know, A lot of people say, oh, let's get out of it. And... Up, take no. I'm the opposite. This is potentially that medal we can potentially take in, to be honest you. Uh, in terms of if you assess the overall picture of the team and the depth of the Premier League and the competition, the Premier League, you know, we look at Man United now and of course uh, Liverpool as well on the weekend we have a very extreme competitive uh, uh, Premier League content there, you know. So, this European conference is extremely important and take it very seriously. If I was Nuno, there's no doubt we have to go into with the best possible team to win uh, uh, this game. At the same time, I, it's also good preparation for the Chelsea game because I think after the Crystal Palace game, there's no doubt Nuno will be very unhappy with the performance with the players and it will have some changes and consequences uh, in certain positions, what he potentially has as a, a, a available because of the injuries he has, you know, but he will definitely put up a team where it would definitely be for the Sunday game already ready, but very, very competitive and go out to win something. He has, the club has to take it very seriously because I think that's the one that potentially can win, you know, so uh, if I was a I will go all the way and try to win uh, that game relevant to the Chelsea. Chelsea, we know, is one of the contenders. They are strong uh, and it's going to be a a, a very good game as well. But I think Tottenham, of course, the injuries now, but if you look at like Manchester City the first game against big uh, teams like that, I think they come out and perform. Mm. Uh, I might be wrong potentially, but I think these are the games where Tottenham will come up and, and show that the, the real uh, calibre they have, you know, and maybe the players, not performing the weekend, suddenly perform against these big teams of Chelsea, like they've done against Man City. The attitude was there, the the, the the spirit as a team was there, really they worked as a unit, and that's what I liked about the Man City game, to be honest with you, they really like mm-hmm. a unit. And then, of course, we've got the Sunder World Cup, where sometimes down the season the little kind of uh, uh, runs as well what makes a big difference but that uni- unity i have not seen that at crystal palace what we mm. saw against manchester city so that they have to come back to that kind of attitude spirit fighting spirit and be unit even you are maybe, maybe one or two players less in the team but when you go with the attitude and positive spirit into it as a unit you can bring another 20, percent out of the performance. And that's been missed against Crystal
0: Palace. 100%. You just want that unity back and that kind of fight for every man who has that shirt on the pitch. And like you yeah. said, we definitely missed that mm-hmm. against Palace. So, Forms, I come to you. Obviously, we've spoken that Roman said that, Ramon, sorry, said that we're going to go potentially gun home because we need to, obviously... It's one of those competitions we could possibly win the trophy. So mm. do you think maybe we'll see the introduction of Dane Scarlett on Thursday? Or do you think he'll stick with Harry Kane up top?
2: I mean, I I personally think it would be silly to start Harry Kane against against Wren. I think, I think put Dane Scarlett out there, give him a go. Only reason I say that is because you don't... You don't want to run any sort of risk of Kane getting injured for a, for a game like Chelsea. And yeah, you can say that that this competition is very important to us, and I agree. I when when we qualified for this competition, I was over the moon. I couldn't wait because I do think it's it's one of the best chances we will have of winning a trophy in a long time. But I think early stages where you can afford to play youth and you can afford to play your less experienced guys, I think we we probably should reserve a couple of solid first-team players for the Chelsea game. Um, so, yeah, I do I do think we'll start Scarlett and I hope we do. And if we don't, so be it. Like It's it's not the end of the world, but yeah, no, I, I'd like to see Scarlett start.
0: Yeah, it would be interesting to see Scarlett. Like we said, obviously, that first game against events, Paco de Ferreira in the first leg, he didn't really utilise him very well because they were always asking for the ball to his feet, whereas he wanted it in behind. So, Vili, yeah. do you hope if then Scarlett plays, that Nuno will be telling the players, look, you need to play it in behind because that's, the best way to utilise it?
3: Oh, definitely. I think um, I see some people making the point, you know, like we touched on earlier about the point about Kane uh, ghosting at the weekend, but it always comes back to, you know, the service. If you don't don't give the forward players, you know, if the midfield or the wingers or whoever it might be, don't give, you know, the person who's entrusted with scoring the goals the service, then we're not going to score any goals. (laughs) You know, it's as simple as that. And, you know, it does depend on team selection or whatever, but somebody out there on Thursday has got to, you know, maybe maybe one of the midfielders will have a little chat with Dane and Dane might say, Oh, do you know what? You know, if he starts, do you know what? Just give it to me in behind, I can you know, I've got the beating of these defenders, or whatever. And I think that's maybe one, you know, it's definitely what needs to be done because we again we saw in preseason, like whenever Scarlett got the ball in behind, he was always you know, he was always through, he was always wanting it and even in the pre season games that I watched, he got the ball in behind quite a lot. And um I just think that's just the way he plays and I know I know it's easier said than done, but the players have to do have to adapt to having, you know, different players playing in different styles of games and whatnot. Um, But you can tell that's how Dane likes to play. And if he's going to, you know, if he's going to be the one entrusted with getting us the goals, then we do have to give him the correct service. Otherwise, he's just not going to score any.
0: Mm. 100%. I mean, it's been great to talk to you all, but I just want to kind of get your kind of match predictions. I know it's pretty long winded, but obviously for both the conference game and the Chelsea game, which I think, for me, being the first game back to the lane is going to be a, a fabulous one. Either way, whether the, the atmosphere is going to be great, I'm not too sure about the score line, though. Right? But nevertheless, Ramon, uh, I mean, I'll come to you first. For the conference game, what's your kind of predictions and for the Chelsea game?
1: Uh, well, the conference, I think, um, going back in terms of when the first game they played, and everybody was astounded, wow, what kind of team actually Nuno selected at the time, you know? Some, potentially would not get into the first team straight away when he didn't play the Manchester City. I think what Nuno was trying to do in that these games, especially against the Portuguese size at the time, was a good point to come out with the youngsters to see the depth of his squad he has in terms of, like we now having, injuries, which one he can count into it in some international games like the European conferences. And I think that game showed a lot of data for him uh, for which one he can actually count into it. And I think some of them will definitely come up again and play uh, uh, next week. With of course, a mixture of potential Harry Kane coming in. Maybe it's good to rest him for half-time. And, and it's a good time to give the youngsters a good run as well in the same time. And and just having also just Harry Kane on the bench that gives the confidence that he's coming in the second half or the last 30, 40 minute, 30 minutes um, will be also enough as well, you know. Um, again, but he has to come in with seriousness and competitive uh, uh, squad because you need to take it seriously. Now, I think if they win 1-0, uh, uh, I think we be very happy.
0: I think we'd all be very happy, to be honest, after that Palace game. I think getting a 1-0 win, I'll take well, it, a, regardless palace, of who the opposition is. Palace game, is. you um, so for- take
1: it too too bad. The Palace came, I think we played three games in a row. We, 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 we all were the moon and everybody was jumping up and down because we were top of the league. And and to be honest, we had fantastic games. These three games were, were very good, you know. Now we, out of four, one was, I would say, very bad, let's call it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can accept that. If it was all four, very bad. We'll be sitting here and having a completely different conversation. Look like at the <laughs> Arsenal fans, you know. I feel, not feel sorry, but that's what these guys talking now. We're at the, bo- the bottom, we're at the top. So, completely different conversation. So, we should be happy what we already achieved so far, and we've got nine points in our pocket, you know. Let's move forward to the next uh, game, and I think you on the team definitely knows, and I see that should have now a reaction, and Chelsea's the best uh, team to, to give a reaction against them. Uh, uh,
2: Crystal Palace. Fair mm. enough. I um I think that <laughs> I think the Ren game. I mean, it all depends on who we play in both these games. I predict three one against Ren. I think they're a, they're a decent, relatively decent French side, and I I think they've they've they they could potentially hit us on a dangerous counter or something like that. And I can see us conceding, so I'm going to go three one against Ren. Um, Chelsea. God, I, <laughs> do you want my prediction or do you want what I want? Because uh, I'd love us to win five nil, but I think, I think, look, I think we're we're gonna. It's either gonna be one of those games that we draw two all, or it's gonna be one of those games where we actually fight for it, and it will 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 swing one nil either way. And I'm saying that as a very biased Spurs fan because, like deep inside my mind, I think we're going to lose. But I have to be positive, and I'm going <laughs> to either go, I'm going to go two all, or I'm going to go one nil to the
1: Spurs. I like it, Thumbs. It, it's only I fan, like and it. only a fan that so can say that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in the back of my mind, we lost already, but I have to be positive. Exactly. You know, <laughs> <That's> the one. <laughs> exactly. I normally say it
0: with vodka in the
1: end. Just confident, we win.
2: Yeah, not true, true. We'll win it. We'll win it.
0: We'll That's win it. it. Finally win it. But <laughs> Finley, after that you've got to say we've got to win it. What's your prediction?
3: Uh, I think no, I think we'll win both of them. <laughs> no. Um I think for Ren, like like Form said, it kinda depends on the team selection and whatever. I mean, I'm you know, I'm not gonna pretend to be some sort of French football aficionado because I'm not, but I know yeah. they're missing um uh, Jeremy Doku, who, um, you know, lit up Hi. the Euros for Belgium. Um, yeah, I read somewhere the other week that he's injured. He missed the game at the weekend, I think. And I think it said at the time of writing, he was potentially going to miss the Spurs game. And obviously, the other key player was uh, Camavinga, who um, left in the summer and bagged for Real Madrid last night. Um, so... I feel like they're one of the teams where obviously, you know, nobody in that competition we can, you know, we can turn up and have the arrogance and go, oh, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna turn these over, as we saw, you know, numerous times last season in the Europa League and then just this season against um against Pacos in the first leg. I think if we play a strong enough team, I think we sh- I think we should be able to do the job. But I'll go I'll go 2-0, but I feel like it won't be an easy, um, an easy two-nil. Um and as for Chelsea, I think um as Holly, as you're, you know, unlucky for you sitting next to me for that game. um, I'm going to say, I feel like, I feel like if you offered me a draw now, I would snap your hand off. Um, To be honest, I think just with, you know, the way Chelsea are at the minute and you just see them against um, Aston Villa and, you know, Lukaku had, I read the stat earlier about Lukaku. He had his two goals he scored. The combined XG was 0.05. So, you know how, you know, he's the clinical player that they were missing. And you just know if you give him an inch of space, he's most likely gonna cause us a lot of um a lot of trouble. But I think if we're up for it, you know, form goes out the window in a derby and I I always go back to the city game where, you know, nobody effectively nobody gave us a chance and we you know, look what happens. So I think I think if you offer me a draw, I'll snap your hand off, but I feel like something inside me is telling me we might pull off a shock. Go on, go on.
1: Love go it. on. I like Lock it. it in. I want, that, I want, I'm I want, I want, mm. I, want that, I want that hand delivered by the <laughs>
3: <laughs> Well, we're going to deliver, we're going to deliver a shock. I reckon we could nick it one nil. Nice, I
1: take, it. I'll love take it. it, love it, mm. love it, One of my do. best mates love is a Chelsea fan, so he's going to clip
3: this up now and ruin me on <laughs> Sunday when we lose. So that's not good. <laughs> well,
1: I got my roast ready. That I'm telling you that now. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'm telling
0: you right now, we need to win. Otherwise, I'm going to have a depressing birthday. And Finley, you're going to have to put up with me like moaning and groaning literally on the way to <laughs> back to the train station. I'll be fuming. I'll be living. But hey, every time I've watched the Tottenham game, Harry Winks has become Wink and Esther. So I'm just saying if Winks turns out on the day and he's playing, you never know. The good luck opens there. But we'll have to wait and see. I'm, I'm not too sure about that. But I want to say thank you both. Before we go, actually, um, Space Bar Gamer. I said, uh, Ramon, that uh, he thinks your kitchen is behind them with a, a fridge behind your special bookshelf behind you. Can you can you allude to whether that's white right or not? No, no. <laughs>
1: this is solid. There's no hidden <laughs> agenda. The there's no 007 behind it. No, there. it looks <laughs> like a door. It does in the middle. It does it actually. That's like <laughs> it, really. Oh, is that well.
2: your back cave behind there? Is that where you keep your, your Spurs medal? <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: Brilliant. So, oh, no It's it. fixed. Oh. It's proper. It's proper. You know, but my fridge is just around the corner because I oh, got my. Brilliant. <laughs> <right away laughs> one here. It's very important. So, Mr. Space Bar Gamer or Gamer, whatever he, he's called. What, what were you pronounce it? Space.
2: Space Bar space
1: Gamer. Bar gamer. Space who is that spot, space spot gamer? <laughs> That's a great name. I love it already. <laughs> oh, good. he's definitely space cadet. I'll tell you that now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, my good mate, Chris, I think might be related to me because he's got an awesome surname. It said that Raymond is, is, is the new Batman. I mean, I'll take it, Ramon. I'll all take day that.
1: On. All day long See <laughs> what well, the show all it makes. i Totally
0: a Batman, goodness yeah. me! Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Thank you, uh, all of you, for joining. Um, thanks to the people in the chat, it, it's been class. I just want to go around the room and um, say our goodbyes and where we can find each other on our social media and stuff. So, forms. I'll start with you. Where can we find you, and what kind of things do you do?
2: I'm a rapper. Uh, I make sick music, and if you want to hear the bars, type oh, wrong way. Type that name into anything. Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud, YouTube. Deezer yo, Gator, Squeezer, yo, all
1: of it. yo. Just forms yo
2: everywhere. TikTok, Instagram. You already know. I'll be there.
1: The rapper, rapper, voice. The wine's <laughs> hit, hasn't it? The wine's <laughs> definitely <laughs> kicked in. We are
3: on the way. we are going on you can tell it's hitting. <laughs> oh, Go for it, Frommsy. Go for it, Frommsy.
1: Give me one, oh. give me one, two,
2: go, go. No, it's all. Ill- if you want, if you want to listen to the music, you know where to find me.
0: Someone <laughs> oh, wanted man. a sick beat right there, man. He wanted you to rap yeah. over the top of yeah, his beat. Let's
1: go for it, man. Give the show, man. Come on, we're here for that. You're
2: He now. doesn't do it
3: on the spot. You can tell. <laughs> there's, there's, oh, right. look,
2: go. I, I, I don't. I wouldn't. No, I, I love a freestyle. White. Me, but wait. Oh, White. He's, White. he's he's I'm he's ready. mixing it. I need to. I'm I need I need to drink what you're drinking, my friend. <laughs> <laughs>
1: he's, he's running, he's rolling. Come on, mate. Go for it. No, look, you'll 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 hear it
2: next time, next time Holly does a show. You will hear it as uh as as the intro. Because I've promised her that I will uh I will make her a little intro, and that is exactly what I'm in the middle of
1: doing. Holly, hey, Holly, you're blessed already, huh? You've got an entrance oh, no. for you, see? Oh,
0: no. What can you do I mean- you know? A forms wrap and a, and a win against Chelsea at the weekend. I mean, my birthday's made. I mean, what more could you... There we go. There we
1: go. From um, red one. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Hang on, I'm gonna. As... I'm gonna... <laughs> <laughs> Cheers.
3: I'm surprised uh, you have still got uh, any of like, that yeah. left after Saturday, uh, mate. Yeah, to be honest. <laughs> 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 there.
1: Well,
3: Finley, no, where guys. can we
0: all find
3: you, man? Um just on, on Twitter. You're just whacking Finley Triangle, Finley T H F C turn. i just basically moan about Spurs all the time. Or plug the bits of football writing that I do because I want to be a sports journalist. So if That's you're into awesome. any of that, just plug it in and you'll find it all there. Sweet is that And
0: Cheers. Well,
1: you don't and, uh... ask me, where to find me? <laughs>
0: oh, well, I thought I might, you know. I thought I might. Thought I'd just put it out. There. I'm so used to asking everyone. Not when I've got so a pro re- on the I channel. Don't, I don't
1: really care, to be honest with you. <laughs> Whoever wants me finds me. If not, <laughs> uh, and if, oh, if,
2: okay. if you can't, if, and if we can't find you, it's because you're hiding behind the bookshelf.
3: Exactly, mm. <laughs> he's got a secret wine stash beyond the bookshelf. Only he knows it's there.
1: <laughs> no, that's the different question, mate. That's a different question. Yeah. Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, dear! But thank you, uh, all of you for joining me tonight. It's been class. I just wish we had a win to talk about, but in actual fact, I think it's been good therapy. So I'll take mm. that. Um, and thanks it's- to everyone else in the chat as well. Until next time, come on, you Spurs. See you later. <laughs>